Welcome, welcome, welcome back. This is the Big Vibe Pod with Kevin Ty. We are on so episode two. two. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who sat in and listened to episode one that came out last week. We really yep. appreciate all your feedback, comments, and much love. We've been loving it on Instagram, um, on our YouTube page, as well as TikTok. So thank you to each and every one of you that gave us your ears. Gracias. And yeah, we're really looking forward to more engagement with you guys. We are yeah, please. up and running yet again, episode two. We thought we'd kick off and just give a bit of a backstory as to who we are and what our relations are mm-hmm. um, with one another before we kick off with the show. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tev. Uh, beautiful introduction. You see now the pod is podding. The vibe oh, yeah. is vibing. Oh, we yes. know Now immaculate. we seem to, yeah, immaculate. We seem a little <laughs> calmer out here. You know, we took the first step, always the hardest. Um, so yeah, a little bit of background. Um, I'm Ty, Tyler, um, kind of, kind of grew up with Tevin to an extent. We went to the same high school together, a uh, little, little, little model C school up in, in Johannesburg, South Africa called Greenside High School. Um, the where the very best, honestly, <laughs> for me, I, I would, I would say that. Um, so yeah, I went to school together, the two of us, uh, thereafter, um, just my own personal background. I went, um, to the university of Witwatersrand, which was an absolute joke of a year, wasted my parents' money. Sorry, mom and dad, if you are listening to episode two, learned a lot about myself, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, anyway, so then I uh, took a gap year after that. I uh, went to the University of Johannesburg, which was maybe more my pace or maybe my, my mind was in a better space. I don't know. <laughs> but ultimate Jawless. Nice. Yeah. The ultimate Jawless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I spent, I did my university, my bachelor of education there, um, four year degree, fell in love with it. Right. I'm, I'm a teacher now. Yeah. Uh, I taught at a school in South Africa for two years called Redford house. Um, uh, quite a nice school in Fairlands area. And then towards the end of 2019, um, got engaged in July, um, to my, um, now wife Katia. Um, and we got married in at the end of November of 2019. And then right at the beginning of 2020 moved across the pond to Thailand where, yeah, yeah. Where we moved. Um, I moved in with a few friends, uh, in a little province, you know, it's kind of like Stellenbosch, I suppose, like a university-esque town uh, called Chomburi, where I lived there for about a year and a half throughout COVID, um, you know, online teaching, getting to know Thailand a little bit, um, moved across to Bangkok, where I'm now teaching at a school, uh, uh, an international school, um, just around, not around the corner, but just here. Um, Yeah, so been here for coming on to three years now. Um, It's been really awesome here, being here during COVID. Missed our family, of course. But yeah. what's been cool is like uh, a lack of tourism in the country has led to us getting to see a whole different side of it, right? So, um, yeah, it's been great. Loving it. And, yeah, that's a little bit about my backstory. And then, obviously, mm-hmm. Tevin and I went to school together just for our context. Yeah. Um, we kept in contact, which is difficult. It's actually a topic that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, so we are 
close friends, Tevin actually uh, was uh, <laughs> the MC at my wedding. He uh, sure. he conducted the ceremony. I mean, he may as sure. well have got married at the wedding, and sure. he was like the centerpiece. There's there a lot going on. There. There's a lot. <laughs> this. Carried the wedding on his shoulders. I'm telling Ooh, you, it was great. It was great fun. Yeah. What, <laughs> but... what a day, you guys. <laughs> Yeah, so we, we, we've been, I mean, some of the people were there, but yeah, but so we've been, <laughs> we've been close for quite some time. Um, mm. But yeah, Tev, how about you? Some background. Yeah, man, like Tyler was saying, I'm Tev, uh, full name Tevin. Uh, like Tyler was saying, we went to high school together, the, the Great Greens of Greenside. Uh, great amazing greens. school, shout out to Greenside. Big love. They really, yeah, put us on the best trajectory i think we got yeah. um a perfect balance in terms of academics uh sporting for the sporting side and socially there was just uh, a shenanigans. great demographic <laughs> lots of <laughs> shenanigans and so many different people um, yeah all in one place which was great uh, for post-school life it really opened your eyes to everyone and everything that's out there so thank you greenside for Sorting us out in that aspect. Everything, um, for sure. Yeah, after Greensland, I went to go and study sound engineering. I had this dream to become a, a producer initially. Uh, so oh. Like, like a Timberland, but oh. too much music. Timberland, 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 Timberland. <laughs> <laughs> Take up to the bridge. <laughs> I didn't have too much musical, um, oh, what can I, what can I call it? Talent. I didn't have all the all the musical talent at the time, so I I pursued a different stream of um, audio engineering called post production. So that deals with film and television. Really grew into loving that. Went to work um, at the national broadcaster for about a year before doing a lot of ad hoc um, magazine shows and on location recordings. A few movies um, that got played hmm. on. DSTVs and that was even a I'm learning really here. good experience man man we were, <laughs> we were grafting <laughs> and then um I start, went to study again I went to go and do my BSc um still aligned in sound engineering and technology which then um had more focus on systems and protocols eventually I thought there was a bit of a, a lack in my creative um yeah, my creative side. Yeah, okay. that I, I felt that wasn't being um, given the necessary attention it deserved. So I, I went on another mission to go and study a BCom in marketing management, which I'm currently finishing off. And it's it's been great. It's been great. I've learned a lot. I also worked in the marketing department at a financial institution insurance uh, <laughs> a whole bunch <laughs> of things yeah they did they did a lot um and it was such great grounding for me and um insight into what the industry can offer um also see where the gaps are in which i can kind of um move into um nice. that was oof, 2017 i finished the bsc started the Beacon Marketing in 2019, should finish this year, moved over from South to England. Yeah, <laughs> say, say a lot of praise there. Uh, finally moved over to England um, this year with my wife. Um, and it's been a really 
eye-opening experience. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it was what I initially thought it to be. So it wasn't worse. It wasn't better. It was just different. Okay. So still acclimatizing, but so far so good. Really looking to see how this adventure plays out. Oh, wow. So that's a okay. short summary on me. Yeah. Well, Oof, yeah. That was a, a lot. Crash course. Just an intro. So, Crash um, course. <laughs> yeah, stay seated, guys. We still have a great show ahead of us. Yeah, action packed show. Um, you'll go. learn more about us uh, over yeah. the coming weeks. Obviously, our wonderful personalities will be shining through as we go along. <clears throat> yeah, uh, humble too, he is. Um, okay, <laughs> so let's jump right into the show. So, we're going to start off today's episode with a little around the world story um, with a Quite, quite a, a, a heartwarming story, this one is, that mm-hmm. we came across. So for those people that don't know, um, Walt Disney, what he did when he wrote the contracts or when he, when he created all the movies, <clears throat> uh, the uh, animations, is that he yeah. wanted it every, I think he said 50 years or something, to be recreated with the idea of uh, every uh, childhood experience having Disney in it, right? That's, that was his dream that his stories should be a part of every childhood. Um, And that is why so many of these movies have now been coming out, these live action movies, right? Yes, Um, all these agreements. And obviously Disney wants to make money and can't blame them. (laughs) For sure. Fair play. But now with all these live action movies, the the latest, uh, every year they obviously release a whole bunch of trailers and stuff. And they just released the trailer for The Little Mermaid, right? Uh, If you guys haven't seen it, you should check it out. Uh, It doesn't give a lot away except for one really important thing is that Ariel or Ariel, however, but I think it's Ariel, the main character princess is portrayed as a black woman, um, which is not how it was done in the original animation series. series, Yeah. But um, that's what the direction Disney has chosen to go in. But the, the, the kind of topic of this story is that there's been this huge uh, reaction on TikTok of all these young uh, like black kids or black children around the world that have just been reacting, man, it really made me emotional. You know, it really made me emotional. Like it just, they were just so happy. Like they were freaking out. Oh, she's black. She's black. And it, it was so, so nice to see. Um, and actually just before I get Tev's opinion on this, uh, just a little anecdotes about this. I was away with some of my students during the week and, um, I was talking to one of one of the one of the girls and she was she had a blanket over her shoulders it was a little mermaid blanket and I asked her so you saw that trailer she was like yeah and I was like uh you saw that obviously that she's black and I was like how do you feel about it you're a huge fan she's like you know to be honest with you it's like I don't really know how I feel because you know I just wanted not I just wanted but I wasn't expecting it because in the animation this is how she looks yeah. and now this is you know it's not the same I was like, okay, fair play. Like, I understand what you're saying, etc. And then the next morning, I'd seen all the TikTok things. And I went to her and I'm like, did you see all these reactions? And she just like, kind of like burst into tears. And she's like, you know, everything I was saying last night, it doesn't matter. This is what matters, right? Yeah. Um, so, Tev, you want to weigh in on that and give us, give yeah, us some of your opinion? I, oof, I love the fact that um, people are starting to have more representation uh, mm-hmm. I think for so long, especially in Hollywood, um, in that specific film and television industry, representation was really considered um, when you're thinking about these big, blast- big 
blockbuster um, production houses and films. And it, it's very similar to the outcry that um, came out with the new Lord of the Rings series. I think it's called the Rings of Power. That's, I think it's, yeah, I think it's called Rings of Power. That's on Prime, yeah. I believe. And where one of the characters was a black man. Also, um, I don't think necessarily a lead, but one of a, one of the standard ah, characters. I think that he was an elf. And then He's he, an elf. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And people were very touched. People thought, no, but this wasn't what was originally planned. People were, yeah. Tolkien will be rolling in his grave, etc. And yeah. it's ridiculous that a fan something that's fantasy has yeah. so much scrutiny over it when yeah. it comes to race relations. Yeah. And I think that's how society has been um adopted is to believe that characters can only be, be one way profile. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen in Marvel how many iterations characters can have. Take yeah. Spider-Man, for example, who's ultimate Spider-Man. You had regular Spider-Man. You have, um, yeah, the multiverse of Spider-Man. Yes, yeah. And it's it's insane how touched people can get over something so And simple. how upset, yeah. But, I mean, just for, for some context, I was doing a little bit of research on the story um, just before. And do you know of the Disney princesses, do you know how many of them, animation included, how many are black? probably would have said two probably princess jasmine from aladdin and well i mean oh, she's not really considered one. i mean we're talking <laughs> if we're talking black like obviously it, yeah. you can get more specific right like um of various races hispanic but of, of straight up black is only one uh is the t the princess and the frog tiana um she's the only in animation form right um and i guess what i what i wanted to ask you about this this story right um difficult for me to not objectively comment, I can always be as objective as possible, but it's difficult for me to try and relate to representation, right? I'm, mm. I'm, a, I'm a white man. So for me, thinking about representation is not necessarily like a difficult thing to do, right? Like, let's just call a space. Yeah, space. You, <laughs> let's, let's not, let's not many a times. Let's um, not beat around the bush. All, yeah. Forms yeah. of video. But, can you say for yourself growing up, because I honestly, maybe it's because of a, uh, maybe because it's, it hasn't been so blatant in to me in my life, but do you feel as if when you were growing up watching whatever we watched, cartoons, whatever you watched growing up, did you feel underrepresented? I think I did, and I didn't quite know how to verbalize it. I didn't know how to quite... Um, put it into context. So because you don't about, even understand what's wrong, right? Exactly. I was just like, Oh, well, this is this is a great movie. I'm enjoying the the plot. It's I, almost I'm like a subconscious like feeling the even, thing. And yeah, hindsight is such a, a beautiful thing. Because mm. if I were to think back at all the action movies from the 90s up until now, very recently, yeah, all the love interests are blonde, white ladies, all yeah. the, a male um, character leads are generally white guys, buff yeah. white guys. Um, yeah. And you'd generally have the characters of color as stereotypical roles. It's mm. always the, the funny very sassy black lady. It's or the, the funny friend. Exactly. The yeah, Martin yeah, that must yeah. be included just to yeah. give a, a bit of, um, yeah. ethnic seasoning. 
to yeah. the movie. And, <laughs> some spice. Just some spice, you know? And it's, it's, yeah, it's so crazy that that's what we've been led to believe, mm. that this is the norm. This is essentially the only outlook at, from which society sees Yeah. Well, thankfully, thankfully, it does seem, um, for whatever reason it is, right? Because you can yeah. be cynical and you can say that, oh, yeah, but Disney's only doing it because they want to be PC. They only want to yeah, make sure that police, they stay yeah. relevant. Yeah. yeah. And you can be as cynical as you want, but at the end of the day, the representation is growing, right? Um, LGBTQ plus presence is significantly higher than it's ever been. In Lightyear, for example, there's a, a same-sex, I haven't seen the movie yet, but there is a same-sex kiss. I think it's too two girls, two women okay. in that movie that kiss. In fact, uh, there were a lot of Middle Eastern countries that refused to uh, air the movie unless or screen the movie unless they change it and they refused. So big, big ups to them. And even if you want to be cynical and say that, oh, they're only doing it so that they can stay relevant, that's fine. At the end of the day, it is the representation that is um, improving, right? And yeah. hopefully over time that subliminal thought or placement or idea of of uh like what what is the stereotypical role hopefully that changes as even as the people make their money and make their choices naturally the yeah. subliminal messaging will start to change oh, i think yeah and that's it's yeah. so crucial man um yeah growing up you i i didn't have too many movie or music idols um, that were people of color stand out would probably be Will Smith, who was in a number of um, buddy cop yeah. movies. Uh, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take Bad Boys in, as an example. He was in um, Hitch. What he was in, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were growing up, yeah, Eddie Murphy, that kind of thing. I think yeah. that as a was one example of where he was a strong prominently Denzel. Yes, but you see, it's so few and far between. Yeah, I'd probably count the the male dominant leads on one hand yeah yeah and to see that dynamic change now is so important it's so mm. important because kids want to aspire to more than just being an accountant a doctor mm. etc so for yeah. those looking to get into the arts you have a figure that i can try to draw inspiration day. from yeah exactly and nothing wrong with accounting etc lawyers <laughs> all the shout <laughs> out to all the out accountants there. out there <laughs> shout out to csas um, keeping and... the books balanced <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you and likewise in your field you'd want to see people of color naked in the corporate world mm -hmm. again this isn't something that's very prevalent you don't see a lot of um people at the top in um yeah, positions of power, be it CEOs, CFOs, CMOs, yeah. and people who are part of the board. Mm. It's generally still very much older white guys yeah. that hold all the all the cards. So yeah. in whatever aspect of life work you'd want to have someone that you can relate to. That's what it all it's all about. Another great example, um, Crazy Rich Asians. That was the standout form for Asian people yeah they finally saw that you don't have to be this um overly dolled up person mm -hmm. to be seen to be seen and taken note of in the world and yeah we need more movies like this we need mm. more uh, like i said yeah at least it's it's moving in the right direction right yes, that's yes, yes. kind of what we 
what the gist of the story is that we wanted to to get across yeah. you know and it's it's really really great um to be honest i think yeah it is it's awesome yeah i think yeah. that's all they pretty much is to say about it we'll follow yeah. up on this as yes, more like of these things come up you guys to let us know you can let us know on youtube on instagram tiktok what are your thoughts on um the representation and how characters can be changed from the traditional norm of yeah. um the the typical yeah white whatever male, it is female, as it is and then to see a lot more people of color hold yeah how do we feel about and yeah. not just the two lines in the movie before they ultimately get killed off in a slasher form <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah even if yeah just general comments on how you feel about changing changing the yes. roles to to kind of fit in what's happening around the world and to make sure that it stays uh kind of I don't, I don't, like balanced, you know, like w at what point do we decide that we need to make changes in this case or in that case? Um, yeah. I actually think that segues really nicely into the second section, you know, yes, where we can yes, make changes. Yes. So, ah, so um, for all you sports fans out there, especially mm -hmm. those with a keen ear on the Premier League, you guys would have heard that um, the new owner of Chelsea, Todd Bowley, came out saying that it would be a great idea to have an all-star game for the Premier League, the North versus South, very similar to how they do the All-Star games in the NBA. And was uh, met with baseball, of, they do it in baseball yes, as well, yeah. Yes, it was met with a lot of uh, criticism, a lot of disapproval, and it's in, I think as an idea, it, it does really have the marketing legs for fans who are looking mm. to see an exhibition match of all their favorite players it's it's very much dream teams we've always wanted world versus yeah like on fifa classic exactly. classic versus classic world, world versus 11 world yeah. 11 yeah, we want to yeah. see the best players from each region put it against um their rivals and as an as a concept i think it's it has merit to it um the implementation is where it becomes a bit um a bit more difficult so um, for the case of the nba um, all-star games generally that takes um, place in their off season which is i think around two three months long so whilst they're gearing up in preparation for the upcoming season they generally have the time to convene they throw this very elaborate all-star weekend where you get not only the sport that's happening, but you have musical events, you have comedy shows, you have an entire weekend built around this show-stopping experience uh, yeah, for the yeah. public to be a part of. And, and the three-point contests and the drill. Yes. It's not just the match, right? Um, exactly. I don't, I'm exactly. not so sure it's in the, the preseason. I think it might actually be during the season, but they have a lot longer off. Uh, okay. It's like kind of in the middle-ish of the season, um, but they have time off on either side. But yeah, yeah the premise stands of what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we, we saw a lot of comments from the Premier League managers, Jurgen Klopp, Guardiola, not fans of it. Um, mm -hmm. But we Whole do bunch, think that yeah. there are a few lessons that can be learned from American sports. But before I get into that, what are your yeah. thoughts on an all-star game, Premier League? So, so um, I watch a little bit of NBA. Um, I, I enjoy the, the all-star weekends. When I speak to my, my more passionate friends, they tell me that those games 
they, it really is just a show. They make a lot of money, first of all. Yeah. Like I think in the, the All-Star Baseball game last season, they were talking about $200 million uh, revenue that they were making over that time, um, which you know a lot of people listening to this, um, maybe some other people who don't like sports skipped over. But anyway, we know there's a lot of money in Premier League already. Yeah. Um, but you know they actually kind of said that the players don't really take it that seriously anyway, um, and it's just, just for tv rights and stuff but yeah so i have multiple feelings on it just in a nutshell i think i think that there's a lot more tribalism in football so the thought of watching arsenal players line up alongside spurs players or chelsea players that doesn't really excite me but i don't really yeah. want to see Saka, I mean, you, you see it when playing for England, but I don't want to see Saka crossing to Kane. Like I said, you see it for England, but you know what? You get what I'm saying? I don't, I do. I, I don't I do. really care for that much. Um, the, the thoughts of seeing that happen, okay. But what would what could be cool is like if they did like, uh, I like the idea of the little contests in between, like a yes. free kick, like a Ward Prowse versus, uh, you know, another free kick specialist, um, yes. crossbar challenge vibes, okay. that kind of thing. Okay, I think so those could be cool to see. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, the other thing also that is like, we know the schedule is packed, right? So yeah. The Premier League guys play so much football. It is insane, right? I mean, even if you take out the World Cup this year, which we've spoken about in the previous episode, but the the schedule is madness. So where do they want to, you know, that's what Jorgen Klopp and yeah. all the guys were saying. Like, where are we going to fit it in? And imagine, imagine Haaland like ruptures his ACL in the Gatorade final, like the Gatorade <laughs> North versus South match. <laughs> oh, come on. You'd be so, yeah. even so as a, as a, it's like, there's a lot, you know, that I think, um, it, it just, for me, it felt like Todd, you know, there's a lot of American presence now in, in the premier league, Todd Bowley, the Glazers, Stan Krunker. Yeah. Um, you see kind of with the Glazers, I mean, there's a lot wrong with them, but they kind of step back. Stan Krunker and his team, we have, Arsenal has a, a good director of football that know Edu who knows a lot about football. So they've pulled themselves out and it feels like he's just come in very loud and yes. big, yeah. boisterous Guns kind of blazing, energy. Yeah, almost trying to. Before he understands the culture enough yes. in the game. Yes. But I do think, and I think the second part of this kind of question is mm -hmm. that we want to kind of discuss a little bit about the influence, right? Yes. Or what That's we could exactly. learn. Yeah. That's exactly it. And look, you need to give credit where it's due when it comes to these American owners. Uh, mm -hmm. As a brand, they really know how to build brands. If you're looking at, okay, to an extent, your argument could be for people that are only in the US um, that take note of things like American football. But as a brand, everyone knows about the Bulls, as an example. It's yeah. a brand. You're not yeah, just selling a football team. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. a basketball team. You know, yeah. it's a brand, and yeah. they generally sell brands a lot better than I'd say footballers do, because footballers, it's you've it's got traditionalist, isn't it? Like traditional, or like that's where the the beauty of it lies. Is I mean, if you look at the shirt behind me, the <laughs> awesome. It's <laughs> the tradition of your club, a, right? Henry shirt, yeah, uh, exactly. A Henry shirt, and um, I think. Uh, there's a lot to learn from from the American owners in building brands and not just they do see it more as a business than solely a football club, which to their point, this is what's supposed to be generating them income. Got to so, make money. 
Exactly. To an extent, you can love a club, but if there isn't, if a club isn't being treated as a business and purely just as a club, I think you get blinded quite and it will fail. severely long term. Yeah. And you just see the, the collapse of that. I've seen, yeah. if you look at, uh, would be a notable example in football. Um, okay. Think of any club that gets relegated from the Premier League. More often than not, if they've been relegated once, they fall into the championship. And if they've yeah. been relegated again, there are so many, um, the implications from dropping mm. out just as yeah. a footballing presence, you lose your sponsors, you lose so many of your investments and it's so hard to build that brand yeah, up again to get it. Yeah. Because the nature of football is you want to be winners. You want to be glory yep. hunters. You want to fight for the most prestigious trophies right, yeah. and things. Exactly. So once, when was the last time you came across a Blackburn supporter? who back yeah. in the heydays were top of the league. They were winning premier leagues. They had yeah. the best manager, the best players, but now, now they're not winning anything. Yeah. That's yeah. relevant. Yeah. Um, no, I do agree. Sunderland is a good example of a team yeah. that has really very, fallen, very fallen from grace. I wonder how Netflix feels about that deal with Sunderland. Cause man, <laughs> I bought into that team and then I realized these guys are making me watch a show about a team that's going to get relegated again. I was like, nah, um, <laughs> But just on your on your on your topic of what we can learn uh, from mm. American sports, I think another thing, um, the branding. I think I, I agree with you. I think Arsenal's pretty good at at their branding. Just an off, just not really relevant in full, but marketing and stuff. I think they're doing yeah. really well in that aspect. But another area I think they could learn from is um, I really like the wage cap in NBA. Yes. So. I, I I know there's financial fair play in football. I don't know how it works. Maybe Barcelona can explain the loopholes to me because <laughs> I don't really get it. But, really you know, I know there is financial fair play, but is there really financial fair play in football? If you really want to talk about it and break it down. So you look at a club like Man United where there's exorbitant wages that are being paid to players. Yeah. Fair play, it's their money. I'm not, I'm not telling people how to spend their money, right? But at the end of the day, how can the small clubs compete when – you can literally just pay players more. Like it is so easy for you to pay players more to attract them. So many players are leaving quite big clubs from other leagues to come to the Premier League. Now yeah. you can argue whatever point that is, but money is definitely a big thing. They're not moving for less. They're moving because the Premier League is hot as well. But I mean, you look at players like Skamaka, uh, Lucas Paqueta, those yes. kinds of players that are moving from the from their uh, respective leagues, France, Italy. And they come into the Premier League, which is, I would say, the best league in the world, the most competitive, etc. They're definitely mm -hmm. moving A for money um, yeah. and B Understood. for prestige. So I wonder maybe, and I don't know how it would be implemented, but if you look at the NBA with the wage uh, caps that are there, I kind of feel like it keeps it a little bit even, right? It kind of like yeah. the deals that you see happening in the NBA, you see these these big name players moving between uh, clubs all the time, right? And that's because... Uh, uh, the team can only have X amounts of wages being spent. So they can't just say, ah, I'm going to build a team of Steph Curry, LeBron James, uh, Damon Lillard. Uh, I'm going to get all these players. I'm just going to pay them and I'm going to win and make my money back, right? They're not allowed to do that. And I think that wage structure has made the NBA a lot more balanced in terms of the power. Now, there's other things that have happened there, like they have the draft where you find teams are losing on purpose to get the first get draft first pick. pick. Yeah. Um, but drafting is not really a thing in football. 
um, because footballers start, I think, a lot young. It's a different structure in that sense. So it won't. But I do wonder if something like the wage, the wage structure, could be something that could um, could be spoken about and maybe somehow implemented just to kind of balance it out. It's very yeah, difficult balance now. The scales. It's difficult now where players are earning, some players are earning 500,000 pounds a week, you know, like it's stupid money. It's difficult yeah. now. How do you go to someone and say you have a legal contract now? You have to change that to a new Something. rule. Yes, because very similarly, um, I think um, Frankie de Jong, as an example, there's so much talk surrounding him in the transfer window, leaving Barcelona yeah. for United, Chelsea, etc. And Barcelona, well, from what the media was saying, they wanted to push him out, but he didn't yeah. want to leave until yeah. he got paid out. Um, yeah. So during COVID, he had um, declared to um, essentially take set a lower aside, wage. Yes. And set aside. Which would still his, get paid back to yes, him. Yes, eventually. It was a temporary once drop. Yes. Yeah. So once the club had recovered financially, he'd be able to get the wages that were due to him. And that didn't happen. Um, yeah. So to come back to a player, their agent and organization and say, look, we do have a legal contract here in place, but can you be open to the idea of changing that? As yeah. as a player, I wouldn't. I would definitely put my foot down. If I'm used to earning 500K a week and you're telling me, sorry, you're going to have to go down to 100K, of no. course I'm going to be upset. I'm going to have yeah. my, my words. Yeah. Um, but like you said, the Premier League, it's, Yes, the, the most competitive league out there as well as the prestige of being in the Premier League. And the, the craziest thing I think about the machine that is the Premier League is when it comes to money, no other league can compete. There was, mm. um, I think it was an article in BR um, Football that I came across where it said that the club that gets relegated from the Premier League earns more money than the UEFA Champions League winners. Yeah, I saw that. Which yeah. is insane. And mm, you're getting people crazy. who are playing in League Two of England essentially getting the same pay as those in the yeah. top tier French yeah. league, Italian league. So, yeah, when it comes Logistically, to. Logistically, I don't know how aspect, they would. I don't know how they compete and how they would move towards. Yeah. Um, a change in look uh, to be fair to be fair it's not our job to figure that out we just had a vibe man we just <laughs> had a vibe so true, we gave our people. input now <laughs> if the leader if the boss of the premier league is listening mates make it happen just yeah, make it we happen are just concerned citizens you know we're just looking to make uh some notable change we, in in the world we're just um, vibing man that's that's it man that's it um and yeah we would look to see how this can be implemented over the next few years i think there's going to be quite a big restructuring format wise that people are looking to do in football so hopefully the legal side as well can yeah we keep um, an eye on that start making some changes there yeah and in keeping with england um whilst mm -hmm. we are on location we'll chat about um queen lizzie uh as everyone would know the late Queen Elizabeth passed away and has been lying in wait um, in England or in the UK. So she's made her trip between um, Scotland, come down into to England, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> into England uh, where she's lying in, in state or in wait. Um, 
And there's been so, so much centered around paying respects. Um, people, some people have worn armbands. Some people have written tributes and placed it outside their um, shop fronts. Some people have waited in those extremely long lines outside. David Beckham included. Um, yes, I think he waited around 12 hours to pay his respects like Big everyone else. Credit to him, man. Guys who are really going out of their way to show their respect to the Queen who, like we said, is seen as the grandmother of the nation, essentially. Yeah. And we came across uh, an article um, that explained some of the links that not only individuals but companies are also going to in order to pay their respects to the Queen. And it's so, it's really interesting, yet some some of it is is mind-blowing to me I, I really can't bizarre understand. that's what it is crazy i really man. can't understand how companies decide on some of these, these. things <laughs> um yeah there was an article shared on the vice um titled um all the things that people in the uk can't do because of the queen's funeral which is taking place tomorrow yeah and it's summarized so well we have um entries from the hackney council who are closing down their carnival because it might interfere with the procession or the time, rather, that the Queen's funeral is taking place. Yeah, yeah. As, as a notable one, I think you find a few more. Um, a few more stories there that... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the one... Um, some of them are understandable. Some of them are a little bit crazy. The, one of the crazy ones is that there was a... Uh, the Met office who, who does meteorological broadcasts yeah. only decided that they would only, uh, they wouldn't do um, like all the meteorological broadcasts. They were only going to do emergencies or daily weather, which uh, crazy. Another crazy one was mm -hmm. uh, at um, Morrison's. They lowered the sign of the checkout beeper out of respect. <laughs> I mean, where do these people come up with this? Um, some of the sad ones, uh, they canceled a fun run, a children's fun run. Um, you know, arguably one would believe that the queen would want that to happen. Yes. Um, the other one that was a bit crazy was uh, the food bank, the national food bank closed for the day. Um, but then some of them are understanding. You can't drive around the roads around Buckingham Palace. You you understand the semantics of that, yeah. right? That, yeah. that kind of makes sense. Um, and then there's just two more that I think kind of stood up um, well, the other one is like kind of movie theaters. The only thing that you can watch at a movie theater is a broadcasting of the... Oh, the funeral. Oh, yes. And I yeah. That they won't sell any snacks aside from water. Ah, uh, what about cucumber day. sandwiches? <laughs> no such thing, man. Let's no keep in... Thing, thing. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> I really thought maybe you could keep on, on topic with that. Okay, fair play, fair play. And then the, the last two was um, Ikea. Is closed for the day because we know how important she is to Sweden uh, as a yes. Swedish company. Swedish and <laughs> manufacturers. Yeah. And um, McDonald's, um, one of the biggest capitalist uh, thing Hope or they. whatever you, businesses in the world, yes. will close, but only until five, only until after the funeral. Okay. Um, that's, so, that's very respectful, I would say, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, give it to it's them. ridiculous how um, some of these things have, which have such a big waiting and the consequences of either postponing or cancelling an event would have on people. Another notable one was um, 
need to get the name, but it was the board um, that doctors, so when doctors yes, go yeah, yeah, the final doctors, exam, yeah. yes, that got postponed by four months apparently. So you essentially take you lose a cycle of, of semester. Not, yeah, yeah, you don't lose a cycle because they'll still do it. But imagine the mental pressure that that's putting on these these young students that are waiting to write their their exams, man. And like, not to mention the the lack of medical professions currently in the UK. I mean, there's so much understaffing in hospitals and in private um, healthcare as well. So yeah, how does any of this make any sense? But yeah, I wanted to find out from you, what do you believe is a, what is one of the, the, the right ways to pay respects? Um, is there a right way? Is, is there, there well, a, to be honest, it's it's a difficult one because like we don't really understand the context of having a king or queen, right? Yes. Um. So I I just watched uh, Arsenal and Brentford play, um, and before the game started, I think before all the Premier League games started, they did a minute of silence, yep. which beautiful, phenomenal. It's eerie. I get I get goosebumps when I see stuff like that. I think that is beautiful. I think that was awesome. Then they did God Save the King. The stadium was ringing, and that's not a big stadium, that Brentford Stadium, and it was ringing. So I think that would be a good way to go, um, that kind of thing. And all these companies closing, it doesn't really make much sense. Okay, companies closing, that's no no big deal. Like McDonald's and Ikea, that doesn't matter. But closing things like fun runs, postponing the exams. If the exam was going to be on the day, I understand postponing it a day or a week. To the next day or somewhere in the next week, sense, whatever. But the four months is a bit ridiculous. Um, the food bank seems a little bit crazy that, that that's closing as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, like, I don't think that these companies should close. Should yeah. I mean, again, the, the corporates, big corporations, no problem. McDonald's closing is not a big deal. IKEA closing, who yeah, cares? We'll that, that doesn't back. matter. But the services that are being provided, those things shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't be canceled. And obviously, I understand canceling events that are perceived as celebrations. So maybe like concerts and... There wouldn't have been no concerts on that Monday. But also, can you imagine, like, at a concert in the UK, like, what a grand opportunity. We spoke about this last week. What a yeah. grand opportunity that is to pay respects, you know. Yes, um, we want the nation to rile up together and essentially show yeah. just how much they have love for their country. Yeah, and you I think Monday. Stadiums, you see it as, yeah. I think Monday. Monday, if there was a quite a big shutdown and the food bank shouldn't close. Um, but, like, Monday... If things had closed down on Monday temporarily, you know, for the for the for the funeral, that I would have understood and I would have agreed with. But everything else, uh, to me, again, contextually, I I don't really know what it feels like to lose yeah. the queen of my country. I I know she's a, a prominent person, but if you just ask me for my two cents, that'd be it. Yeah, it's you know? extreme. And I know you, um, having been now living in Thailand, you had um, not necessarily had first. And experience with it. Yeah. It was uh, the king that passed away. So this is a bit of also, yeah, this is also quite extreme um, example. In 2016, uh, the previous king passed away. And what had happened is, um, so in Thailand, actually every day of the week, uh, you there's uh, colors that are allocated. It's not a strong word. You don't have to wear those colors, but they represent. So like on a Monday, you wear yellow. Uh, on a Tuesday, I don't know what all the colors are. You don't have to wear them, but it's just like a thing, you know, like, okay. um, and for a year they wore black every day. Even like I know foreign teachers and stuff were told to wear black, uh, in morning. Um, you know, that's 
quite a lot of black clothes yeah. that you had to buy. And this, <laughs> this fresh Arsenal kit wasn't out at that stage. So I don't know what I was going to wear. But uh, um, I know their sporting events and stuff got uh, – and uh, all entertainment got stopped for a month. So, you know, I don't know. Can I say what England should or shouldn't do? I don't know. I don't know, to be honest with you. But I do think it was a bit – it is a bit – a bit crazy in some senses. Um, like I said, for me, Monday would have been enough. Monday, um, you know, then yeah, cancel everything, slow it down. You know, um, I think that would have been... Sufficed, yeah. Give her her yeah, day. Yeah. Give her her, give her day. the full day. And yet, after that, life yeah. should continue as per normal. And in doing so, you can still pay respects while mm-hmm. still going on with your, your normal operations. Yeah. So no. yeah, we'll wait to see. I'll give you guys an update on what um, the funeral and the day, the full day, looks like yeah. in the UK next week in our next episode. But yeah, like we said, they tune <laughs> in to find out man. more. <laughs> oh yes, the man on on the ground giving you <laughs> all the latest news first. So we'll keep you guys um, abreast yeah. of everything that happens here in the UK. Beautiful, beautiful. That's, so I think that's a, a great way to. Wrap up yeah, that, that, section. that section. That's good. That's good. So the ne- the next and final section are the matters of the heart. Yes. So let's talk we, a little bit like about this. this. We do like this. We do. Um, we promise eventually Tevin and I will give our very limited view on um, being married, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today, what we're talking about is kind of in, in line with what we spoke a little bit about last week um, in terms of, um, I guess, masculine friendships and the convenience factor. Yeah. of ma- not masculine friendships male friendships and the male friendship recession um and i found a nice little piece of research uh that offers some tips for how to keep in touch uh with long distance friends which now obviously for tevin and i is very relevant as we are expats living overseas and most of our friends live in back home or wherever they yeah. are um but also i think it's become quite re- relevant in the sense of you know, COVID has created a, a little bit more distance. Oh, okay, in a lot of regards, it is yeah. kind of over, to to be fair, like people are seeing each other again. But this was quite a nice little piece of research. And I think what I'd like to do with Tevin here is I want to go through <laughs> the advice <laughs> that they want to give. And I want to ask you, Tev, you and I, we just started this podcast. We got the big vibe going. We're vibing our chat. It's such a vibe. Such a and vibe. we are close friends. Now, I want to ask you, do you think you could do some of these things with me or with any of your other friends, you know, long distance hmm. friendships. Yeah, you, okay. can, you can run us through the list and I'll, I'll weigh in on what I think might okay. work what. So the first one um, yeah. is to find activities to do together. Um, so video games, I think kind of yeah. makes sense, right? A One Netflix party? Ooh. In theory, it should work. Um, that's taking into consideration people have the same viewing patterns as, yeah. as you. So are you able to watch through a movie? Because firstly, deciding on a movie is probably the yeah, hardest part. Yeah, 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 so yeah. finding a movie that we both have interest in, I have either not watched or something that we don't mind rewatching and sitting through it. Is the intention of the Netflix party to have the, that's the one that has a chat box, I think. So you stream the yeah, movie at the same yeah. time and then you have the chat box. To, yeah. Okay. I, I think I could. I definitely give Maybe. it a go. I love, I love movies, yeah. but do I like chatter during my movies? I don't know. I'll give it a go. I'll, we'll give it we'll, a go. We'll 
do the the market research. The groundwork for you guys. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> we'll what about a, Netflix? What now. about what about a cooking night where you cooking. video call? You've actually inspired me with um, my culinary journey. So, for those that don't know, Tyler is quite the the Ramsey in the kitchen. Um, that's from the yeah from the culinary skill set. He doesn't have a foul mouth. Uh, so we're not thinking Hell's Kitchen here, but ability-wise, he's he's a don in the kitchen. Decent, um, decent. Doing some some cooking nights at his place, so he invites us around and have dinner, and he's prepared some very elaborate meals for us. So that I think I could get into. I've started getting into um, more of a cooking habit since moving over to the UK. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's one we can check out. <laughs> my, my, my parents or my, my <laughs> in laws to cook us um, food. So, being on our own, we've obviously had to learn recipes and try and convince um, my mother to let go of a few of those things. I think it's like a state secret, man. It's like Fort Knox when it comes to <laughs> recipes and getting that out of people. It's, it's a lot harder than you think. So, um, maybe but, that's not. Like friends, maybe that's like more like your your mom, like yeah, family, I'd say that kind of stuff. Close family, that that would make more sense because then they can essentially hand down recipes. And for us um, and many of us that are living abroad and very far from family, it gives us a chance to make meals that make us feel closer to home. So okay, get your your favorites like learning how to make ku sisters, learning how to make. Malva pudding or peppermint crisp tart. Something, yeah. you guys yeah. really have. Like, that your mom, you know that your mom always makes Yeah, it's elite. Like, all yeah. the other aunties and then there's your mom. Like, hey, but then you imagine you the do dish. the cooking party and you eat it and you're like, oh, mom, I think I might have done it better than you. Oof. Oof. Just you must come home up. for the holidays, son. <laughs> <Do you know? laughs> okay, so what about this one? This one, okay. Uh, working together on Zoom. <sighs> Oh, like I'm gonna bail you, and bit. and and I'm gonna work, and you're gonna work, and we're just gonna we're just gonna ah, be there. It's oh, again, I mean I know we're good, friends, but a good concept. Like, kudos to the person that thought of the idea, but but I don't know how comfortable I am. Also, I'm awkward. I'm when I'm working, I'm I'm head down. I'm working. I'm yeah, I'm not there to play games, guys. Yeah. <laughs> But maybe maybe so, this research was done for like um for for a different generation because my students are, the other day I was walking around like my students were busy but doing work my grade twelves and uh, yeah one of them was in a line uh line is like WhatsApp they were on us this WhatsApp call this group call and I went so I'm like oh who are you talking to and he's like um yeah I'm I'm a, I'm not such a strict teacher so I, instead of reprimanding him I'm like hey who are you chatting to like out of interest sake nice, and he's nice. like no it's actually these three people that used to go to school here. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. What did they say? No, nothing. The group is called sleeping. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, so what we do is like, we just call each other and we sleep. So we put on our videos and you don't even see them. You kind of see like the top part of their head, like, you know, and they just dos, they just sleep, my man. Like that's what they do in this group chat. So maybe you know, this working uh, together, this whole article was put together for a different... For uh, yeah, I'd like you to follow up with that student. Find out do they feel closer to their friend because they're maybe yeah. visually you seeing your friend. I can see you now. Do I yeah. feel like our conversation has a bit more weight because I can see 
you yeah. know, I can yeah. pick up visual cues. I can get a lot of nuances in seeing yeah. your face than yeah. if I called you over the phone. For sure. Um, I think these principles can also be um, implemented, not just um, long distance relationships, but like you said, socially, I think people have become very introverted mm. because of um, it's the easy lockdown. to hide behind a text. That's it. And now we've resorted back to that place of convenience where yeah. I can just give Tyler a video mm. call and I've seen him for the week. I don't necessarily yeah. have to go out with him to go and watch the game. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to unlearn, I'd say. Yeah. Bring back that social battery that was once probably yeah. like Which is cool. A. If you can if you can see each other then that's great. I mean in our case all we can do is video calls and start a podcast evidently, but you know, <laughs> that's like kind of, um, I think actually that can, we can like wrap up with the, the like the advice, the, the really yes. nice advice that I think that they gave here. Um, before we do that, please make sure guys comment, let us know if you have any advice for like, um, what we can do together as long distance friends. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. What's and worked for you. For, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not something that can be, taught necessarily there isn't a textbook for it and uh, you have to go through it manage long distance relationships isn't out there um it's a learning process and what might work for some of you might not work for others but yeah if we have a big pool to um, work through then that's always highly appreciated and yeah like you were saying there was a few yeah that's um, i think um if any of our friends are still listening here at this point in episode yeah. two, these are things that you could uh, just bear in mind. And I think I, I, I really, really um, like some of these things. So some of the advice that they give here is that you need to establish norms and boundaries um, like, you know, with each other, you need to communicate with each other. It's back to what we spoke about last week. So you need to say like, Hey, like, you're my friend. And as a friend, I feel like I need five, five minutes, like uh, five minutes a week just to chat to you. Like, that'd be great. Um, you need to communicate yeah. a simple conversation, right? Just saying like what you need out of the friendship. So establish those norms with your long distance friends. Um, the second one, and I thought this was really, really cool, um, is kind of lowering the stakes of your conversation. So by that, what it means is like, instead of chatting to your friends for like an hour or two hours, right? Which is a long, sometimes taxing call, right? And um, it's, it's a lot, right? It's a lot of time to take out. We know now, um, even though you on the same time zone as South Africa, you know, it's not always so easy to take out two hours a day to talk to people, right? So you just, you lower the stakes of your conversation, right? You just call someone and you're like, Actually, yesterday, one of my mates called me and it was so nice. He was in the gym and he's like, yo, what's up? I just wanted to say hi. Just wanted to see your face. So nice to see you. And I was like walking around in the shop, you know, and I, I, I'm i so glad I took that call. And afterwards, I was like, oh, my, like, that was so nice. Not that I feel like we're done talking now, but it was just so nice. Like just that. So lowering the stakes of your conversation. I think that's yeah. great advice. And, and I then it's something we, we take uh, into consideration all well, too much. Um, we place so much um, weight on conversations being mm. very deep. I must have a DMC with you mm. in order to mm. feel like I've caught up with you. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, just saying, I thought about you today, man. Ah, yeah. I came across this. 
Theory Artery magazine. Yeah. I thought you'd like it. Remind yeah. me of you. Just want yeah. to see that you're doing okay. And that that is such um, a great experience. I think that can keep you going for the next for X amount of time. Like a, yeah. while, a fair amount of time. Even just yeah. sending a video, something like that. Something small, again, low stakes, um, you know, just... I do like that. That's a great yeah. thing. Um, and I, that, that, those were the main pieces of advice that, that the thing that the article had. Um, so maybe that's something that we can try out along with some of our other friends. Cause you and I, we talk a lot now, as you can see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guys, podcasting is no joke, man. This is, this is hard work. Guys. I this see hard this guy, work. I speak to this guy probably every second day, man. Jeez. Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I think, uh, how do you feel about wrapping it up nicely over there? I think that's a, that's a very poignant point to leave it on. Um, this is, again, something that can be implemented in long-distance relationships, be it friendships or romantic ones. Guys in your same city, I mean, we had friends that stayed on polar opposite sides of town. Yes. Yeah. Shout-outs. <laughs> we think of you, man. <laughs> we stayed, like, on the other side of Joburg. That felt so, so distant from everything yeah. else. Yeah, And, um... It was always an occasion to go to him or him coming yeah. to wherever we're at. So mm. all these tips and tricks are, are so handy in yeah, so many relationships because we've moved into a period where you have to schedule time with friends and family. It's not yeah. as convenient as always just giving them a call or sending them a, a WhatsApp. People yeah. don't necessarily respond as quickly as they used to. People aren't as available as what they used to because people are taking a lot more time for themselves and yeah. i think that comes with a lot of benefits and um, drawbacks yeah yeah so, for sure great great point so let's try on. that let's try that out with within our own friendships but uh just before we leave we're going to tell you guys please we really appreciate all the support that everyone's been giving us all the feedback really, taking really it good. in um i know we talk a lot about sports you know it's kind of a kind of our thing um, but we are adding like little segments into the episode so you can skip any part that you don't like. Um, we like to think everything's relevant, but we know it's not relevant for everyone. <laughs> but again, all your support is much appreciated. Please, please share it along. Um, if you think people might be interested, you know, like the video, subscribe to the channels, you know, on Instagram, we're on, yeah. uh, the big vibe pod. Um, we've got TikTok. I'm still kind of catching the ropes on TikTok. It's not easy. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure TikTok out a little bit, but yeah, again, yeah. thank you for all the support. You guys have really been great. So yeah. yeah, that's all from me on my side. Yeah. Just to echo Tyler's, um, comments here. Thank you guys so much for listening in again. We do appreciate all your comments, your feedback. If you think something we've spoken about, if you have a, a different take on it, we'd love to hear that. So put it in comments send the dms mm -hmm. do anything what you, you like to, what you to, don't like exactly if you think there's some topics that you'd like us to cover um in any of the sections that we've discussed if you guys have ideas we're really here to listen and we really do appreciate you guys taking time out because as much as we're growing as much as we learn from each other there's so much that we can we are yet to learn yep. um, we don't know so, much about much yeah exactly Basically. so if if you've um, taking the step to leave town, leave home, leave the country, and you're or even if you're just there. thinking about doing it, yeah, yeah, hit us up. Get in even touch, if you're please. not, even if you're not, just get in touch. Let us know. Yeah, we'd be happy to hear from you guys. Yeah. So thanks again. 
we hope you guys have an amazing week. Don't forget, you can find all of our links um, to Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. It's the Big Vibe Pod. Yeah, and yeah, we're looking yeah. forward to sharing another hour or thereabouts with you next week. Catch you later, guys. Thank you, guys. Take bye, bye. Cheers. <laughs>